This is the faces at the window. Tinseltown's Hollywood, is it? Nah, Hollyhead's the place to be, boy -o. Day 13. Die Laffin is a name that is unknown to most people, even in the film industry. Yet this talented screenwriter from Llangeneth was responsible for some of Hollywood's finest screenplays. Sadly, his name was removed from the credits due to his legendary recalcitrance, and he faded into history. On the fifth anniversary of his escape from Broadmoor, we take a look back at the life of a man whose refusal to compromise meant a life hiding in the shadows. Nigel Wow, senior journalist of Sight and Sound magazine, explains. Die well. He was a driven man, at times a difficult man, but always a Welshman. I met him in 1988, when he had just submitted the script to MGM for Raid Man, which he insisted on being called Drizzle Boyle. Of course, the studio loved the script, but wanted a few changes. For instance, Dustin Hoffman's character, the card-counting autistic, was in Dye's original a hemiplegic trawlerman with magnets up his sleeves that they used for dropping the fruit machines. In the film we know today, they go to Las Vegas, but in Dye's original, the brothers worked the slot machines on the Swansea Cork ferry route. And that, in a nutshell, was Dye's problem. He refused point-blank to change any of the language or settings from that of Wales and the Welsh. Dai, however, as always, was short of cash and was obliged by circumstance to sell his scripts in return for settling his bar bill. Thus, his stories were beyond his control and his name removed on his insistence. Lou Bastard Jr., head of United Bastards Los Angeles, remembers. Sure, we love Dai's stories, but I said to him, who are these people, Davith and Yeehan and Hang Harris? No one knows these people. We need a Jack or Joe or at least a Caitlin. And where the hell is Cumbran Puddlebot or some goddamn name about 50 letters long? No, I said it's got to be L.A. or New York or Chicago. Not only that, everyone's eating faggots. I said we can't have that in a family movie. He threw his cockles over me and stormed off. Now, however, let us take you back to Dye's first success in the first year of the 1960s with a movie that stands immortal in cinema history, Psycho, or before Hitchcock bought the rights, every boy loves their ma'am and wears her dress. Marion arrives at the Guesty Bates in FSO Varsava. It is pelting down. She pops her horn, a young man, Norman, appears with an umbrella. All right, are you? Thank God I've lost Sampas, isn't it? Couldn't hear you at first. Oh, hello. Have you got any vacancies? Norman points at the neon hotel sign which says vacancies. What's that? Scotch miss. <laughs> Just joking. Come in. Marion enters the office. Yes, 12 cabins, 12 vacancies. It's not much for business, is it? I tell you what it was now. They built the M4, didn't they? Scam. Ah, oh, yes, I thought I must have left the motorway. See, I thought you must have. Robert comes by unless they followed that daft eye version for the Pont and Dowie retail outfit. So, like an idiot, I keep lighting the lights and following the formalities. So where's that to you going? Aberystwyth. Aberystwyth, be damned. You're only 15 miles away. Am I really that close? Uh, never mind. You're here now. Ah, uh, the Securitist of FE next to the office where I can keep her. <laughs> eye on you. You'll be safe there, unless Mum goes toop again. Right. <clears throat> Could I have some food, do you think? There's a butty van at Riola. No, 
Well, go on then. Tell you what, you get your wet dappers off and I'll get the grill on. Back in a bit. Norman goes off to the house. Who the hell is that now? She's a guest and I'm doing her a bit of tea. Not in my house, you great flirt. Get it, Gravy! You chopsing at me? Oh, God, you ingrate. Go and coach with your fancy woman. Marion listens. Norman comes back with a tray of food. Ooh, I say, uh, what's occurring in there then? <laughs> Just a bit of clatcho with Mum, but she's. Marion, can't you? Anyway, uh, come into the parlour and you can get stuck in, and I'll tell you all about my dead birds. <gasps> Smells lovely. What is it we're having? Uh, just a couple of faggots, snopping fancy. Do you want a jam lardy with that? Marion cannot answer, as she has a mouthful of fried offal. You're not having any? No, I had a lava bread in a basket about an hour ago. So, yes, ma'am, honest to God, clumped in a trap I am. We're all of us clumped in our private traps, but there's no way out. I was born into mine, but I've got used to it. Not really, but I tell people I have, see. Oh, yes. It's annoying, isn't it? Um, have you thought about, um, well, you know, putting your mum in some place? A madhouse, you mean? People always say some place, don't they? Stick her some place. Have you ever been to one? For laughing, for tears, for cruel eyes studying you? It's like chucking out time in Morriston. My mother in there. She's harmless. She doesn't even jostle at the reduced bin in Asda's. Oh dear, I didn't mean to upset you. Right. Well, I think I'll go have a little sleep. I'm returning to London tomorrow to dig myself out of my own trap. Are you sure you don't want to stay up a bit longer? No. <laughs> no. Your birds, they're freaking me out. Fair enough. Marion gets up to leave. You don't mind if I spy on you, do you? What? Uh, Telly's bassy is not much to do around here. Hmm. Twenty quid off the bill. Deal. Not that. The faces at the window. The faces at the window.